Wait, how do I start? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, play. The worst. Okay, yeah, cool. Sweet. I got it. Got it this time. All right. <laughs> Nobody's talking. This is an explicit podcast. Welcome to Notorious Age of Sigma, an Age of Sigma podcast coming to you from New Zealand. I am your host, Big Sean, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tubbs where we put the spotlight on the match play community in New Zealand, carrying off local tournaments, lists, and the occasional battle time. Welcome to Notorious Age of Sigma, episode 21. We're back in your motherfucking ears with another episode on tournament scoring, upcoming tournaments, and some listener questions. I am your host, Big Sean, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tubby. Tubby, how What's are up, you, my bro? friend? What's going on? Just... Finally recording after what feels like a very long time. Oh, it's been um, Yeah, sorry about that, listeners. I got trapped in the World of Warcraft, and then I got rather sick. So my voice has been a bit shit. So if I start coughing or choking up, that's why. Now, for this episode, we have brought on a very special guest. And his name... God, this is terrible. This opening sucks. <laughs> We've got Clint from the Heralds of War on. Where am I going with this? Clint, Nat, what are you doing, mate? Please save this. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm so pleased to be working with absolute professionals of the uh, of the industry, and uh, pleased to be on chatting to you fellas. Yeah, well, we don't have a Patreon, so we ain't professionals yet, mate. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ! So, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right, all right. If you're still listening, we're just going to jump straight into listener questions. Train wreck. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. So I put out a couple of questions onto the Facebook and to the Twitter just recently. So thank you for your participation at short notice, friends. Uh, so we'll go over to New Zealand Age of Sigma Facebook page first. And we got friend of the show, Matty Watkinson. Um, his question is, how do you guys feel about the state of the game in a competitive environment at the moment? Is it just me that feels there's been some serious power creeps this year with the potential for more feel bad moments at the table? And then he said, slash, slash. Fire slayers. Um, Tubby, you want to answer first, mate? Um, yeah, sure. I think um, I think it's in a pretty good state, to be honest. I think activation wars is like feel bads, but that's kind of just what it is. It's not going to go away. But all in all, I think the game's still still pretty good. Still all good. There's more battle times rolling out that just all counter each other, so we're back to the same old same old shit. Um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Clint? I, yep. Okay. Uh, I think, I think it's in a good place at the moment. I think what's happening is that, um, that people are reacting to Slanesh and Fire Slayers and basically seeing what builds they're coming up with and what is strong. And then we'll have in the next, this next couple of months, there'll be some some turnaround on that as people go, oh, okay, well, this is how we counter this. You know, we've got two battle tomes that came out this, or went up for pre-order this weekend. So that's going to be a big change as well. Um, I think it's fine. You just look at results from something like Facehammer last weekend, where um, not, like Slanesh, Feck, or Fire Slayers didn't win. Ines mm. won. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there is any Feck in the top 25 lists or something, like the top quarter. Yeah, I so, wouldn't say Fex, 
fix um yeah i don't think that's an issue anymore no yeah uh, i'd um, say um Iden if took a step up to be honest I yeah so really well yep i know yeah i think i think we're just in that transition phase and i think people are worried about fire slayers and slanish at the moment but in six weeks time i don't think they'll be as scary so yeah mm. it's funny because i hasn't been around i mean like nothing's really changed for Idenf other than the eels have gone up in some points it just seems like they've been around that much longer and people have just finally started to jump on the Idenf sort of wagon i guess i, I don't know like am i missing something did did i never get buffed in any way with any of the ghbs or or is uh, it just think... now that they've been out for 18 months or however long and people are really pl- taken to them I think it's just all this activation wars stuff, man. And everyone's like going so hard into it. And like, whenever you write a list, it's like one of the most important things on your mind. And I'd if just the whole army has an answer to it without having to do anything. So I think that's what's put them in a super strong spot. Yeah, I don't think they've had a resurgence. Like, they're doing well now, but I don't think they ever went away. Like you've only got to look nah. at like Cancon this year. We had twelve Ineth players or something like that. Mm-hmm. Twelve or fifteen, like a ton of them. They were in the top sort of five factions, um, and then the people who are playing them are still have, have played them fairly consistently. I think it's just um, they do have answers to stuff that's good now. Um, yeah. So they've, I, yeah, I don't think they ever went away. They've always just been that that step below the top tier and i think yeah I think also, the army is also really expensive to buy isn't it like we're talking about over here i don't know what a box of eels is worth but i'm guessing it's like 70 or 80 bucks and when you need 20 of them yeah she's pretty silly i think they're like 120 bro <laughs> yeah okay, i don't think yeah, they're well, that much <laughs> Let's surely I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out um uh, another thing that i'd say about idenf as well since we seem to have gone into this talk <laughs> is that a lot of the activation armies are very fast. Idenf has always been an extremely fast... Uh, $99 for a box of free eels. Yeah. Um, yeah, so split the difference. The army's always been very fast. They're probably one of the armies that can outmaneuver Slanesh, and if you're taking an eel army, the whole army can fly, which is where Slanesh lacks as well. Um, so I think they're a fantastic army that to position themselves around the board. They've got a deep striking unit, you know, that like guarantees a charge, so it's... Um, I think they are a great counter. They're an army I've always been keen on, but I've just been waiting for proper elves to come out, not fish elves. So I was hoping they'll be out before now, but they're not. Um, I personally think Slanesh seems to be a bit of a hard counter but for the, the state of the meta at the moment. I don't know if you guys caught the GT um, Warhammer GT final round one game last night, but there was a guy with three keepers playing Iron Jaws, and he had 97 depravity points before turn two. Yo! What? That's... But that's like an ideal matchup yeah, for Slanesh. Yeah. And it was in the hands of... Was it James Tinsdale playing? Uh, with the Slanesh? Yeah. Yeah, so one of the best players in the UK at the moment as well. Yeah. Um, but Iron Jaws is all multi-wound. Yeah. It's all got to come fight the Slanesh. Uh-huh. Like, it's just made for it, really. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he, totally. he lost his free keepers and then brought them all back <laughs> in the second turn, from what I understand. I didn't watch it because... The, oh, I didn't... I, 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 I don't, I don't, it doesn't sound like it's really overly worth watching, to be honest. I watched Unless you want to see how two. depravity works. Yeah, I watched Game place. 2, and the commentary is very poo-poo. Um, but that's all right. That's, that's just my opinion. 
Um, wasn't wasn't very good. Anyway, so Kerry's asked. Uh, imagine you're a top rules writer. Ooh, playing a bit of role play here for AOS for one day. Using your knowledge of the tournament scene, which battle plan would you ban slash remove from the game completely? And which battle plan would you make mandatory in every player's pack, assuming that was actually possible? So, what one would we um, ban, remove, and which one would we always play? Um, mm. Tubbs, we'll keep going with the same order. You know what I really don't like at the moment, that I've always liked? I fucking hate duality at the moment. It's really... Yeah. It's really uh, just negative in some matchups, like in a lot of matchups, to be fair. Are we talking about new duality? Yeah, new duality. New, new duality. So I, yeah. I thought adding battle line was going to be a good thing. And then fire slayers. And then I played, yeah, things like fire slayers or dock, and I was like, holy fuck, this is really gay. And can you, don't like, you play you an army group? that can capitalize <laughs> yeah, 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 on yeah. this, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Two totally. armies? Totally, totally. But like, it's uh, it's so dumb. Like, I'll put Marathi on one and Blessing Sisters on the other one, and just like go to the pub or something. Like, it's so just slow and boring. And yeah, I, I liked it better when it was just heroes. I think I don't think adding battle line was a good choice. You. You know exactly why they did it, though, right? Like, because you look at the armies that traditionally didn't do well at duality, mm. which were the Grots and Skaven and Stormcast and stuff, because they have four and five wound heroes that just get snapped once they're, you oh, know, totally. on a on on an objective. Um, so they're like, well, they put the battle line in, um, and but then what happens is those armies also have well, with the exception of maybe Stormcast, but they have battle line that you can just say, I'm going to put 40, 60 dudes on this and make... Is Clint gone? Clint's disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> See you, Clint. See ya. Um, but yeah, like, it's really, it's really boring when you play Fire Slayers or something like that, and it's like 60 wounds now with after damage saves and all kinds of nonsense going on, and they can still spread all over the map and hit stuff, and it's just... Uh, I just haven't enjoyed playing that scenario at all at the moment. Mm-hmm. So what one would you like to see as a mandatory in all packs, then? Um, I don't know if I'd say mandatory, but one I haven't seen much so far is, like, I'd like to see better part of Valor or Scorched Earth come back, because now yeah. that they've put them the other way around, I haven't really seen them. And they're always cool missions. I enjoyed them. Right, I'm back. Sorry. Hey, back. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> my internet dropped out, so now I'm tethered through my phone. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you're like in the middle of making a point, and then you just went. Sorry. No, I don't right. remember. I don't know when I dropped out, but basically... You're talking about like yeah. battle line, and yeah. The, uh, yeah, the armies with tiny heroes have battle line that can be really rough. So it's, yeah. Um, cool. Sorry. What did and then, you... Yeah, and Tubby was just saying that he really likes uh, Scorched Earth or Better Part of Valor. Um, I'm Ooh. guessing the more recent Better Part of Valor because... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, assuming yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's because... Unless he wants to be lynched, that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that mission, so those two missions specifically, have been through such a 
rules change over the last sort of three or four years because Scorched Earth was the old one where you'd play like a murder host and you'd be like, well, this game's over. Um, you know, because murder host was quite popular at the time because they'd just burn it all turn one and win the game almost. Um, so I think they're in a better state now. There's just a lot of table admin, I think, especially with a better part of Valor of Autumn objectives. But no, I I don't play them often, but I wouldn't mind playing them more, Sean. Yeah, I, they're I exciting. Like, you can lose the game in one turn. Like, that's exciting. It's tense. Yeah. But, mm. yeah, as long as people don't get too too sad about, you know, the game, or as long as there's not too many feel-bads moments. Uh, because I think it is all very situationally dependent, as well. I mean, matchup dependent as well. Um, some armies, I mean, like, we saw it last year when Seth played Liam in the little Anzac Cup thingy we did, and, like, Seth just lost the game on the matchup. Um... <laughs> Which was just unfortunate because Liam just had that Sylvanef army. Was it Dreadwood, the Alpha Strike uh, combat one? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Yeah, and he just burnt all his objectives immediately. Um, but yeah, so Clint, what what scenario do you love and hate and would love to keep, or what one do you not like? Right. So, which one could I remove from the game permanently? Hmm. Mm. That's a tough one. Anyone would think that I should have read these questions ahead of time, but anyway. Um, oh, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't either. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, I think... Uh, I'm going to have to say total commitment. Because yeah. even though I'm not a Stormcast player, okay. um, like I like... I understand what it's trying to do. But I think it's too heavy-handed, and I and it, the fact that it completely um, removes an allegiance ability for an entire faction just seems a bit rough, yeah. um, and then makes other stuff not work as well either. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, so I, I I would probably remove that, um, and then at being a rules writer for a day, probably try try and come up with a better version. But that said. That I, I'm sure they looked at that scenario a couple of times to try and figure out how to tweak it to do what they want it to do, and perhaps, perhaps got, what we have is the nothing. best that they have. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's fine. Like there are twenty odd match play scenarios. It's it's easy to use other ones. Um, ones that we had to make compulsory in every every tournament. Oh. I'm gonna go with. Um, with blood and glory from the whole book yeah i love blood and glory yeah it's um it's a scenario i really enjoy even though it's an older one it doesn't get played as much because it's in the core book not the ghb um i just really enjoy the 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 automatic win condition but there's four objectives that you have to grab i think obviously that makes it a bit harder than something like take uh, taken hold on after the heart, but yeah, I just really enjoy it. Yep, I would totally agree with that one as well. Uh, so mission, I don't really want to see anymore. Or would like to band. Um, I think I have to agree with Tabs on this one. I, I don't like the negative play of duality of death at the moment, which is small deployment start, um, sizes, and I think it's one of the most matchup dependent oh. games. That's right, playing... and the deployment's fucked on it as well. Yeah, like... yeah. It's, it's oh, really, yeah. Fuck yeah, it's that 12 mission. by 12 boxes. Um, if you come up against, like, a 
a Hagnar Witch spam list or a um, Fire Slayers list, I think it's pretty pretty poo. But another one that I used to love, which I'm a little bit over in all honesty, maybe just because I played it a lot, is Star Trek, eh? <laughs> this might not be a popular comment, but fuck Star Trek. I'm so bored of it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Tell us how you yeah. really feel. Yeah, no, just... Even the refreshed version? The refreshed version is an improvement, and I do prefer that because it's less predictable than what it was. So the games weren't, you know, just played in a sort of 24 by 48-inch sort of tile. Um, but no, I'm just I'm just a bit tired of Star Strike for some reason, and nothing specifically about it other than I've played it a lot recently, and um, I like the end-game scoring gets higher. I do like that aspect of it, but... I just don't like that you sort of stand around for two turns waiting for shit to happen, and you just sort of sit there buffing you guys and, and not really do anything. It's not really engaging. And then the game's over super quick, which is fine. Um, one that I would like to have in every mission pack would be um, probably Knife to the Heart. Knife to the Heart and Blood and Glory for the same reason. Uh, modern day Knife to the Heart. Because if you have more players than there are battle rounds in the sense that you can't get a natural winner... Um, being one person that has all wins and so on, when you get to the bigger size events, um, you, you need a mission to split the field um, and I think Blood and Glory and Knives of the Heart does that wonderfully because I believe there's a lot of minors, minor wins, minor losses in that game, so the majors um, so that's why I like it, I know a lot of people don't like it, but from a TO perspective I think it's quite good. It's all, real so. handy to have, yeah yeah, yeah, I think it's its placement within an event is important, though, at that stage. Yeah, like, if you're going to use it to split the field, the first two rounds is the wrong place for it because mm-hmm. you haven't split the field at that stage. Mm-hmm. You, you, you've you got everyone who managed to smash their opponents. Like, you got all the good players who smashed their first-round opponents, and then you got the people who got a bunny run, like, got, a, got an easy seal club first round and maybe second because the field doesn't sort itself out until about the third round. So it needs to sort of be from then onwards. Yeah, yeah. for an example, we did a 20-player three-round tournament the other week, just a one-day. Yep. Um, and we had Blood and Glory as the second battle round because at 20 players in three rounds, you can have three people undefeated, uh, which there was, but two of those people had minor wins because of Blood and Glory. So there's one yeah. person who had three majors, two people who had um, two majors, two minors, and, and that was that was it, so that was good. Um, it did its job in that sense, so I'm pretty happy about that. So yep. we'll shoot over to Twitter, um, and mainly this is all about you, Clint, in all honesty, you internet celebrity superstar. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, so, I don't know about that. <laughs> so Chris Welfare um, says, talking about your dogs. Oh, this boy is my child, question. Does boy child one. prefer boy dog, and does girl child prefer girl dog? Also, why are you referring to them as these fake names? <laughs> <laughs> when they should be boy dog and gill dog for sure <laughs> Sorry, what a question oh. I love that question it's great because yes I often refer to my children as boy child and girl child um, one uh, because it's easier to call them by that name sometimes um, and two on the internet I often call them that um, yeah. Just you need to protect your identity yeah, and I tend not to put photos of them up on Twitter or anything either. Um, I understand that. But basically, both dogs prefer boy child because he's just a natural animal person um, and their names are not boy dog and girl dog. 
<laughs> you really dropped the ball here, Clint. Uh, I, it, it will probably evolve into that. Um, but I know dogs are confused confused enough at the moment with being in a new house and stuff. Giving them multiple names is just going to make it worse. Just think when you go to the vet and they ask you what the dog's name is and you're just like, boy dog. <laughs> and then they'll give you yeah. this very, like, look of, man, you are a neglectful pet owner. <laughs> no. um, it's like that, what's that... Um, that Netflix movie that Sandra Bullock was in with the kids, the boy and girl. Oh, yes, yeah. the blind one. Called? Yeah, yeah, Bird Box or whatever. Yeah, that's it. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, boy boy and girl. I at least call them child. So. <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on from this. Uh, so Nathan, beautiful man, says, end of round procedure. So we've got a serious question here. Mm. Uh, and we'll go with Tubbs and Clint again, just keep the same order. If time runs out before games reach a natural conclusion and the players can't uh, far talk out the final round or two and agree to an outcome, how should the round be scored? So, Tubby, you've had to do this before. So, so it runs out of time and the players Apparently can't agree. And they, don't, they can't agree on how the last two turns will go. I think turns. that's just T.O. T.O. time, isn't it? Like, end of the day when you get stuck in in that situation and you don't want to do and nobody will agree it's um that's where you call the to over and that's sort of his his call from there i guess um i mean i whether, sorry, I'm whether, jump in here. whether he'll it... work it out or he calls time then and there i guess is um is the two ways that can go as the to yeah i find it really hard to believe that two people aren't talking to each other throughout the course of a game and maybe this is because i have a different approach to how this works or maybe because I'm an experienced sort of tournament player, but you need to be talking to your opponent during the game and you need to be reminding them of the time. If you know that, that your opponent is taking a long time or if you're self-aware that you're taking a long time, just even make simple comments like, hey, it's round three and we have 45 minutes to go. You know, let's push through this. I, I, I find it really hard to believe that you just get in that situation where you're like, oh, fuck, we're out of time all of a sudden, you know? How do we work this out? Yeah, I think it's those games where it could come down to the next priority role or, like, you need to get two priority roles in a row to win or so, <clears throat> something like that. Um, yeah. Where where you could pretty much get the players to roll it out sometimes if it comes down to that or if um, one player's maybe overestimating what, what they can actually do. Um, it's, what, it's handy to have a TO with, with a bit of experience to, um, to call it how it probably is going to be. Cause yeah. Yeah, and wants to lose. I mean, if one player's like taken a lot longer than the other player, which is, you know, you have that feeling during the game, you generally know, but it's sort of hard to objectively make that comment to a TO without the chess clock, not advocating for chess clocks, but um, then you have a feel bad, because if you've only got 45 minutes to play and your opponent's taking two hours because they have a horde army or because they're slow, then I feel like you'd have the right to be pissed off because they've taken far longer and especially if you're in a losing position, then I feel like it should be resolved more favorably to the person who hasn't taken up the majority of the time. Um, however, if you've both collectively had roughly, and I mean within 10 to 20 minutes, the same amount of time, and you've both come to the end of turn three after you're a lot of time, and then you're sitting there going, oh, had we gone one more turn, I would have won, or the result would be different. I don't really agree with that, because you've both taken that amount of time to get to that point of the game. So you just need to be a bit more self-aware 
and you need to be discussing the time with your opponent throughout the game to make sure you're both aware of it. And if it is going to end on round three, and you're both happy with it, then so be it, fine. But I, I just don't get how people don't talk to their opponents during the game. I don't know. I don't know. Have you never had games where your opponent doesn't talk? Um, <laughs> no, I, I haven't had... Um, I've had one of those experiences, but the game didn't go to time at all. The game was actually over in like 45 minutes, but that's fine. Mm. Um, no, I mean, I make a point to talk to the person, learn their name, shake their hand, socialize with them, buy, buy them a drink if that's an option. Sort of thing, you know? It's yeah. I'm sure there are games out there, but surely you would still be talking about the rules and the inter- interactions of the game. Even if it's not a social talk, it'd be like, hey, my liberators are moving five inches this way because I want to charge you or whatever. And you're like, cool. And at that point, you could be like, hey, by the way, it's only turn two and we've got 20 minutes left. Can you hurry the fuck up? Or not as, not, not as blatant as that, but, you know, just some wow. amount of engagement. I know I get really pissy about time questions because I don't have an issue with it. And I know people get robbed with results. And I just don't know how we're still having this issue and we can't just talk to each other like adults. But whatever. <laughs> That's my two cents about it. Sorry, Clint, what about you? <laughs> well, I, I agree with Tubbs. Uh, it's, so uh, with CanCon, we've got like a process in the book, like in the player's pack of, of working this out and making sure that each person, like, like you were saying, um, there's got to be a discussion about the time and figuring out where the game is at certain points. Um, and then if you run out of time, there's a process of like stepping it back or talking it through and figuring it out. And if you can't make that decision, then that's when TO needs to be called and the TO comes over and, you know, they start talking through the game and, and sometimes people will have this weird, fantastical view of how good those 10 skinks were going to be in these next two yeah. turns to, um, you know, all those 10 skinks, they were going to do this and this and this. I'm like, well, you've got, a turn like they were not going to do any of that because they're 10 skinks you know they're not going to destroy those you know five liberators on that objective to you know be able to capture or whatever like you know so i think that sometimes that to objectivity comes in and that helps but um that's a scale thing as well like i say this but there's a hundred games at cancon I don't have 100 TOs. You, yeah, you, you're not going to have 120 tables that need your call. You'd hope you have maybe 10, maybe at the at if that. Like you'd ha- you you would be aghast if you needed to make 10 calls like that because you know 99% of us are adults and we can have this discussion. It's just I think yeah, it's it's definitely a TO thing if if the two players can't talk it through yeah yeah i i i agree with both of what you said other than my sort of little rant there about people not being able to play the time and so on and so forth i think if you're stuck with it then call a t over i just think your to has to be um someone who's able to make decisions and make them confidently as well um i mean if your to is not really helping the situation then that sort of sucks but um I, yeah. yeah the to should be they're there they're essentially running an event and you're empowering them to make decisions. So if they're not able to make these decisions at the end of games, it's, um, that's unfortunate for you. You've got a bad TO, but hey-ho. 
that's that's what it is. Um, Hayden Walker says, "Who is the best Mortark, and why isn't it Manfred?" Tubbs. Uh, Neff is the best Mortark. But Manfred is absolutely the best Mortark, and Hayden can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your little picture of Manfred gave us AOS, and everyone hates on him. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> quite good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't really and, have an opinion. Vlad? Is Vlad still a Mortark? No, no, he's yeah, gone. Yeah. He's gone. He's been gone for a long time. Yeah, he had please. a good story arc. Let him be. Yeah. <laughs> All these please people are like, man. they should bring back Vlad. No. <laughs> no. Dead. He's dead. Um, all right, Jono asks, do you think there should be more use of points deductions? Like, if a player can't give a good game Sunday morning, tubs, or a late back <laughs> from lunch... <laughs> Uh, so, Tubby, do you think there should be penalties if people are late or are not <laughs> not in a good state to provide an interactive game with their opponent? Uh, late, yes, good state, it's arguable. Um, yeah, I'd like you definitely shouldn't be late, but if you get to the table, I don't really care what sort of state you're in, as long as you're in a good enough state to play the game. Because I'm definitely one of those guys sometimes. Okay. Clint? Uh, well, that's the thing. Like, if you've got... Uh, you guys don't really have sports over there. Um, so that's quite possibly um, where this has come from. Whereas over here we have sports or etiquette scores or ha- gamesmanship, however you want to phrase it. Mm-hmm. A lot of events over here we have sort of the checkbox system. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, was your opponent on time? You know, yep. late back from lunch, that one doesn't get ticked. Or... You know, you see, you see one player who never gets that tick box because they're always out spending the the twenty minutes of the fifteen minute break having a cigarette. Mm. Well, then you go the TOs get a chance to go over and have a chat to them and say, "Look, do something about this, or you will lose points." Um, you know, ditto for um, not being able to give a good game Sunday morning. Oh, that one's incredibly subjective, isn't it? It's like yeah. because. Because yeah. you might know that old mate across the table from you, he had a big night and he's a bit seedy looking, so he might be a bit quiet or what, you know, that I suppose is okay as long as the, the, the correct stuff for the table gets talked about, you know, declaring intentions and whatnot. What's uh-huh. not okay is the situation that we had um, at CanCon earlier this year where yeah. old mate was apparently <laughs> necking bottles of vodka outside yeah. during the breaks he um, was working his West Tigers top and he was like trying to pick fights with the Bendigo guys. And um and so he could he he couldn't maintain he couldn't move his models correctly because he was just too uncoordinated and he had to keep running to to the bathroom and throwing up. So yeah. well, at that point at that stage we shuffled them on. So I don't know. There's there's probably that midpoint in the middle of those two, which is what John is talking about. Um, and I think maybe a word has to be said by the TO. Um, but I don't know about points reductions. Yeah, I I don't think offering a bad game is exclusive to obviously Sunday morning. I know where he's going with this. He's going people go out late because um, they're with their mates and they drink too much, or they just stay up too late and they're just not very they're not very good to go. I guess is a way to say it on the Sunday morning. Um, I think players have obviously a responsibility to 
be respectful of their opponent and turn up on time as well as provide them with at least some sort of interactive game that you know the other person has taken time out of their schedule and has paid money to turn up as have you if you don't think you're really in that position or can't offer a game just drop you know save save it everyone else the hassle and just drop from the tournament um, or just don't turn up just just cut well don't participate in the tournament come to the tournament hang out with your mates go out, get nailed on the on the Saturday if that's what you want to do um, turn up midday on Sunday that way you avoid that situation completely but if you are going to play Warhammer you need and if you're going to go out and do the crime then you've got to do the time the next day and at least offer a game to your opponent so I get what he's saying as the points if you're late depending on how late you are if you're five minutes late if you're ten minutes late you know possibly okay if you're anything beyond that with how tight games are going and my earlier rants about people taking too long to play I would look to start deducting points or I'd look to start awarding points to your opponent um, as in, well mm. Well, the, the, the CanCon pack has provisions for if your opponent's more than, I think it's 10 minutes, um, you win, basically. That's your oh, okay. game. If yeah. they can't be bothered to turn up within 10 minutes, then it's your game. And um, I think once upon a time it said that you'd play for kill points, but I, with, with me removing, well, we'll talk about that later, kill points from the pack, I don't remember if I removed that or not. Yeah, I mean, we've done, we personally, me and Tubbs have done penalties have been late previously but we only had to use them once where someone, it was a legitimate excuse they just, like, their bus was late or something on the Sunday morning and they turned up to around 20 minutes late or something like that um, and there was a penalty in the pack where their opponent was able to choose first turn or something like that I can't remember exactly or they scored some points um, but it was we did have it in a number of packs, just like we had sports in a number of packs, we had the tick box system as well, much like you guys, but Man, we, we used it two or three that. tournaments, and there was never... This is the thing that fucks me off, is that everyone got a 100% score throughout all three tournaments. No one ever got a no. And then after the fact, people were like, oh, man, I would have won had my opponent turned up on time. I'm like, well, why did you take that they did? And they're like, oh, because I just didn't want to be a dick. And I'm like, no, it's like... It's it's objective <laughs> questions. They're being the dick. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's objective-based questions. Like, did they explain their rules? Well, that's a simple answer. Yes or no. Did they turn up on time? Yes or no. You know, were they clear with their intent? Yes or no. It wasn't like, did they make a funny joke and you took offense to it and so on and therefore you didn't enjoy the game. You've got to try and make the questions as objective as you can. Mm. Um, but anywho, I've just gone way off track on that one. So we stopped using them because no one was using the system how it was intended and then you were hearing about it after the fact when you couldn't do anything about it. Um, mm. Anything else to add, boys? No, I think we covered that off fairly neatly. Um, Dan wants to know, Mr. Shorts, doesn't Clint have enough on his plate at the moment? Which you've already answered. But I think I answered that with, yeah, yeah, I'm too busy to talk to a couple, talk Warhammer with a couple of legends. Oh, especially ones that are really good at intros. Fuck yeah. Definitely. Jeez. Consummate professionals. <laughs> Lawless. Tubby's doing an ex-intro. <laughs> um, so, Tron Hammer, so you're... Um, your New Zealand counterpart there, Clint, Mr. Tim Lynn, is mm-hmm. asking kill points, units or war scrolls. When do you score in the spells or, bat- or battalions or the points spent on CP? How much do you score? Jesus, Tim. How much do you score if you table your opponent and they have less than the points cap? Do you score for summon units, resurrected units, 
models resurrected in a unit. Fucking hell, there's a bunch of questions there. Um, Tubby, I can read them out again if you need. I just got to cough first. No, man. Uh, I like all of it. Like, so you get points for summoned, kill points for summoned units, um, not for resurrected. You get points summoned, not resurrected. I like uh, you get kill points for the unit sizes. So say it's a 30-man unit every time. You buy them in 10s. Every time you kill a 10, you get kill points for that. Um, what was the rest of it? Do you score the endless spells? Ah, endless spells. Yeah, endless spells, you need to table your opponent. Um, if you table your opponent, you get 2,000. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like if you table your opponent, you get whatever their army was, whatever. You're paying points for a triumph. That can count. Um, it's a 2,000-point game if you don't bring 2,000 points. Where does so, that get made up? Yeah, it's not your fault your opponent didn't bring... Yeah. 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 yeah, you table someone, you get 2,000 points. But that's less of an issue now that you buy, like, you pay for command points. Yeah. Like, before, like, I was one of the people who was running a list that was at 1850, so I would get three command points. And yeah, I agree that that's unfair to my opponent that they don't get the full 2,000 because I wanted all the command points. Like, I get that. But it's less... You don't see lists now that are less than, say, 1970 or 1980. I think that's... That's pretty much the lowest, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's within that acceptable margin if you're tabling someone. And I think... Yeah, sorry. Well, you're, oh, you're oh, still no, no, always like... getting the benefits for it. So, like... Yeah. Even though it wasn't a physical unit on the board, you were still getting the benefits for being lower, so I don't see why you wouldn't get the kill points when they got the benefits. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> you only you only get 2,000 points if they actually remembered their triumph. That's, that's <laughs> the new rule. <laughs> <laughs> um, so th- this, this kill points for War Scrolls thing struck me as really interesting because I don't recall... Um, ever playing that you got kill points based on the war scroll? We've always just, at least in the scenes that I've been involved in, we've always just played units, which I thought was interesting. Um, and it wasn't until I got asked by James, James Page, about whether for one of the things, whether the kill points were units or war scrolls, I didn't realise that people were playing it differently. So that's my own ignorance there. Um I think it's a Kiwiana sort of thing we do here. In all yeah, it's, it's just... Well, like, I understand why you do it, hmm. um, but I also understand, like, I also know why we don't do it. Um, uh, do you score endless spells or battalions? Um, yeah, like Tub said, I think it was endless spells if you table them. Battalions if you kill everything else in the... Like, in the if battalion. you kill all of the units yeah. in the battalion, you get the points for the battalion. Yeah. Um, points spent on CP. It's the table as well. Uh, yeah, if you have, if you tabled them, like it's it's a bit of a redundant. Oh, I say it's a redundant argument, but as people move away from kill points, these questions become less um, relevant. And I think part of the move away from kill points is because these questions exist. Like, um, you know. Because there's all this variation in the way that every pack does kill points on spells and stuff differently. Um, that's part of why I think we move away from them. Um, 
if you what do you score if you tell your opponent? Um, I I've always just said that the amount that's in their army, but I understand your point, Tubbs, about the full two thousand. Yeah. Uh, score for summoned units. Uh, in my packs, traditionally yes. Uh, big, um, even though the battle plans all say no. Um, resurrected units. So if there's a unit that's been resurrected through like the death command ability or whatever, absolutely because it's another unit. Um, models resurrected in a unit. Uh, it's oh, it's so much mess. Well, I think Holy I think <laughs> I think perhaps, but that's tied into the war scrolls thing, right? So if you've yeah. got thirty of a unit and you get the kill points for killing ten, right, and then they resurrect them back, like, I is that is that what he means? Like, you know, he's resurrected them back, so you got your war scroll back. Can you I, get that war scroll like, again? What I assume, just, I yeah, think what I he's saying is he's got forty skeletons, and you've killed thirty-five of them over the course of the game. However, the unit remains with. I don't know, 30, it's, it's back up to 40 because he's been able to raise them for graveyards. I, I don't know if that's what he, if that's what Tim means, that's my interpretation, which I'd say no, because it's just too complicated. Yeah, you're asking for trouble at that stage. Mm. Um, and then what was the, his follow-up? Was, can you score more than the points cap? Uh, no, I just said, no, that, oh yeah, the next one was, yes, absolutely, sorry. The second part was, if so, does that mean you can score more than a points cap? How do you ensure a fair scoring when using kill points? Well, what's, well if you have a points cap, then no, because that's what the points cap is. If you yeah. don't have a, <laughs> it, if you if you don't have a cap, um, then yes. Keep so I, I imagine it just means can you get three thousand points from a two thousand point game? Yeah. Um, and with in past events where we've tracked kill points, yes. You just yep. get them. If you if you have managed if if your opponent has managed to put so much stuff on the board and you've managed to kill it, you should be rewarded for killing it. Mm-hmm. If if you're tracking kill points, yeah, agreed. 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 Uh, so my take on it is um, sort of what the other lads are saying. I think this is becoming more of a redundant system, kill points, but we can talk about that later. Um, however, to address the question, uh, we do it in War Scrolls. The point is to reward people for killing some amount of a unit. You know, thinking back to like twenty block of Chaos Knights from Nurgle or whatever, or fifteen or thirty Liberators in the old Vanguard wing with like the two up rerolling one save. Um, yeah, yeah. If you're grinding through that sort of a block, you sort of want some reward. Um, and traditionally, it was more helpful for people who were losing games as well. So it felt like they got something out of it when kill points was a big. Factor. Yeah. Um, do you also score spells if you twenty zero, two thousand zero? Your opponent, you like full on pulled their pants down and spanked them. Yeah, Out. yeah. It's not a, it's not a two. It's not a feel goods. Um, do you score endless spells and battalions? Again, the same battalions. If you wipe the whole battalion out, endless spells. If you table your opponent, same with CP. If you table your opponent, you get CP. Um, how much do you score if you table your opponent? They have less points. Oh, again, same as what Tub said. Two K. Do you score for summon units? Yeah, sure. Resurrected the same. And yes, you can go with a points cap. Um, if you Exactly what Clint said. I think it's all self-explanatory, but I think it's sort of an outdated system that globally we're moving away from. So that's why I wanted to have this conversation um, today about 
um, scoring when we get to that topic. So Gimme has asked, what is your thoughts on secondaries provided in the new GHB? What's your preference for secondary scoring as a TO? Have you tried the, the must-win-by-three VP or more to claim a major victory in scenarios? Love the Debra's Hammer. Could, uh, could be the go at events. Love your work, XX. So he's just giving us kisses and no hugs. Thanks, Gimme. You're a babe. Uh, Tubbs, you want to <laughs> kick off? Uh, yeah, what's that thing? That if you, you have to score more than three victory points for the major? Uh, it, it was a... So it's a scoring system that they um, they've used at one or two events in Queensland here this year. Basically, rather than going the person with the most victory points wins, yeah, it's it's there has to be a margin of victory for it to be a major. Um, I, I like that it showed how close games actually were. Maybe, yeah, I, it's. It's one of those things that's kind of harkening back to that old school 20 nil system yeah. where you could see the, the variation in the win. Um, but yeah, so that's what the system, that's what it is. So um, I'd like, I'd be keen to try that, but at the same time, I really don't like having to comp stuff mm. and it's sort of just comping the way that the rules work, which mm, I'm, I'm on the fence about that. I don't, I, I don't, I like it. But I don't know if I'd do it. It definitely wouldn't put me off going to a tournament. I'd 100% still go. I don't mm. know if I'd run it at my own tournaments, though. Maybe maybe something to try. I think it would probably be actually pretty good for those tournaments with a massive amount of players, but not many rounds. Or mm. a one-dayer, like Sean run the other weekend, um, where there's 20 players in three games. I think that would help. Uh, close up some of those without having to put it in a mission like Blood and Glory or Knife to the Heart. Yep. I think it worked really well there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not too bad. What was the rest of the question? I... What are your thoughts on the secondaries from the GHB? The new uh, GHB? I don't, I don't really think they add anything to, to be honest. Like, they add... Uh, if, 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 if you're winning, they don't exist. Or uh, if you pick them wisely... They're just so easy to achieve that it's it's kind of whatever. Um, it gives you something to do if you're just getting absolutely pumped. But I don't really, I don't care if they're there or not because I don't think I've really played many games where I haven't achieved them because they're so fucking easy to get. I don't know how people go like two out of five secondaries. Like mm. they've just picked really, really, really poor secondaries for what what their army can do or what they're playing against mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that's my opinion okay i'd agree with that yeah Clint? um so we'll run through game's questions um i like some of the secondaries in the ghb some of them are a bit too easy some of them are really hard and some of them are like you would just pick this one um because it's it's super easy to do um and so I think uh, that's why, like, the CanCon one's kind of a mix or a tweak on some of them. Uh, but overall, I like the fact that um, that GW are giving us some secondaries uh, to to work with and work from. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, next part of his question was, "What's your preference for a second for secondary scoring as a TO?" Uh, you didn't answer this one, Tubbs. Did you want to? 
did you want to hit that hit on that before I keep rambling on about the rest of the question or we've lost him <laughs> lost him I, I have no, no idea he's uh, not... yeah I, I was definitely on mute <laughs> right <laughs> So, so what's your preference for secondary scoring as a TO, Tubbs? Uh, I, I like it. You mean whether it counts towards tournament points or uh, as a secondary? Well, he hasn't gone into any further he hasn't detail. Gone into detail there. So it it could be just right to the comment card. I, I like it. Thinking hard. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it as secondaries. I I don't think it should count towards tournament points because they're kind of. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, so fucking easy that they're not going to achieve. Bugger all, in my opinion. Okay. On the on on the top on the top end of things, in the middle of the pack, it moves shit around. But top end of things, everyone's going to get five. Right. Okay. So, um, prepare to be disagreed with. Uh, <laughs> so basically, I think I absolutely think that they should count to your tournament score. Um, but I think it's it's the weighting of things. Uh, so, like, um, I think la- for the last la- like last CanCon, it was sixteen points for a major, and then you got four points for your secondary. I think, um, and so you and your opponent could both get your secondary. So, you know, ba- there, that wasn't much of a of a thing. I think last year at Sydney GT, I think secondaries were worth nine points. Yes, and so the major win was worth well. like twelve or something like that. So they were too they were weighted too far. But I think um and so it's it's about that balance of making it so if you're gonna give if max points is twenty, it's what percentage of that twenty do you give them? Because I understand like, yeah, you don't want to make it too much because some of them are just having a dude with an artifact still be alive at the end of the game. Well, okay, I'm gonna give I'm gonna hide this this dude as far away from you as I can. You don't shoot and you walk towards me at four inches turn. You're never getting him. I've got this secondary. It's fine. Um, like, you don't want that to be worth <laughs> almost half their score. Um, so what we've done f- for CanCon is, is made the the Achieve Deny. So um, you'll get points if you achieve your objective and you also get points to deny your opponent objective uh, secondaries. So... I think that's important as well, whether you put some weight on stopping your opponent getting the secondaries, and that makes them more to play for. Do they know what their secondary is? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I I like that if they know what it is. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it's not not hidden. It's not a hidden agenda. It's a a secondary that you declare. So, um, and then that encourages more interactive play. It discourages this... Well, there's, there's chat about secondaries and people just agreeing to them you know because there's no there's no like if there's no points for denying your opponent why would you you just both agree oh yeah Yeah. we've both got secondaries whatever oh we forgot to declare them at the start we both got them it's fine um with this points for denying it that doesn't happen like you play around the secondaries and they mean more yeah totally um and they're and they're also weighted like i think it's two out of the 20 Two for getting it and two for denying. Um, we talk more about the scoring system, but there's there's weight to it, but not too much. 
Yeah. So. I think that's like, it's so similar to when kill points used to be on everything. Like, if you're losing the game, you would run all your fucking units away so they couldn't get kill points. But now you're going to try and deny them their secondary. If you know what I mean? It's, it's the same, same, except with a different system. Yeah, but denying that your opponent is secondary doesn't mean running everything away. No, it, no, it could but... mean it could mean like it's 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 an interactive play rather than a denial one. So yeah, totally. And then the like in the same way that denying them kill points was, it's like yeah. you're fucked me. I'm gonna run in the corner as fast as I can. Like come and get me. Yeah, I really like this discussion because it's something I sort of want to touch on later, but I might as well address it now. Are you worried about the consequence of people looking to deny secondaries leading to an even more negative play experience if the game is going overly one-sided? Um, I've previously played in games before where the game's been rather one-sided, and you just sort of play out for a secondary and you almost just like give it to your opponent, or you make it at least very easy for them to achieve. Um, and that way they sort of take something away from the game. But I feel like in those club seal matchups, are you concerned that... Um, absolutely destroying your opponent with reward for the player is going to lead to more um, feel-bad moments, I guess is the way I put it. Because this is one of my concerns I have about the system. I'm yet to play with it, so I don't know. But this is me just making it a, a, a guess. Hey. I, uh, so, so I might have the dick opinion here, but mm-hmm. I think it makes, for me... It makes it more fun when I'm trying to deny their secondary to them. Even if they're getting pumped, like, you've lost the game at this point. Now, you're not going to get your secondary for free, but you you can still play for it. Like, I'm not going to pity give it to you. I'm still going to make it hard for you to get your secondary. It's like, you've lost the first objective of the game. Now, can you get the second one? And if you can't get either of them, then, like, too bad, but... I gave you two games in, in a game, if you know what I mean. Like, rather than I pumped you in the game and I gave you this petty secondary, I, I pumped you in the main game, but here it is. Now we're playing another game for another, another mission, like another scenario and, uh, for the secondary, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, somebody sense. was playing me and they just gave me my secondary. Like, Mitch, I was playing Mitch the other weekend and he was like, here you go, bro fuck him up and i was like nah bro nah you're gonna play that shit right and i'm gonna hunt it down and i'm gonna kill it properly rather than yeah. you just like leaving him out in the open because that's that's no fun for me i want to i want to kill it properly um but yeah i guess like some people might not enjoy that but i don't like being like i don't know going easy on going going easy on it's not fun for me and i think it's not too fun for a lot of people as well Clint, are you concerned with how um, the narrative of a game could become quite negative if we're just seeing people win big or lose big? Um, I, I've played using this system before. Uh, Bobo's scoring used the Achieve Deny. Uh, it was weighted quite heavily, though. Um, like, it was weighted heavier than we've done it. Um but I didn't, I didn't feel like, um, even in games where I was being murdered, um, I didn't feel like it was a, like a negative, uh, still having to fight for that, that secondary, even though 
you know, that this dude, the guy was winning and he was actively trying to deny my secondary because, you know, um, cause that's what I had left to play for. It's still a game at this point. Uh, at that point, I don't think it's going to be, um, I don't think it's going to be overly negative. And I think sometimes look, somebody will find it a negative experience. However, totally. however, they are the person who is probably not going to enjoy losing that game anyway. And even with, as uh, Tub said, that the, the pity secondary or the, you know, the, the the secondary that they they got to claim in the in the face of of being destroyed, uh, th- that might not have turned their attitude around anyway. Um, uh, and I also think that there are other elements in the scoring as well that when you start to combine all of them can help try and reduce that negative experience. But some people are just going to have, some people are just going to get a face on when they lose and there's nothing, no, no scoring system in the world is going to stop that. No. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. So. I also, I also phrase it quite negatively as well. It's a bit of a loaded question because the alternative is that um, sort of what Tubbs brought up in yourself is the way you can look at it as a game inside the game. And if you come to the table and you have the awareness and you are unfortunate enough to get a bad matchup, say like fire slayers on duality, and you have no way of dealing with those big blocks, then you can say, look, the focus, I'm, I've accepted it, I've lost, which, first of all, is, is a hard thing for people to do. However, I'm going to play for the secondary. I'm going to play the secondary game, and I'm going to lose by a smaller margin. And it actually gives him something to interact with in an otherwise uninteractive matchup. Um, that's that's the other spin you can give it, a positive spin. Is, would you guys agree with those comments, or would you disagree? I'm just being a bit of a devil's advocate here, trying to look at it both sides of the, of the coin. Yeah, I think it's hard to... It's, it all comes down to the person at the end of the day, eh? Like, like Clint was saying. Yeah. Cool. Um, Liam's got a serious question. Who's better in bed, Nefrida, Illyrio, Fankel, Morafi, Scarbrand, or Manfred? You can list in order. Tubbs? <laughs> oh, fucking... How's <laughs> <laughs> your... I know you've travelled through the mortal realms. <laughs> I know you've got your dick wet on more than one occasion. So, rank them in order, my friends. Nefrida, right, right. Ilarial, Fankul, Morafi, Scarbrand, and Manfred. Can, I'm, I'm going to go from, from bottom to top. Um, Fankul <laughs> You like a bit of a power fucking, bottom, don't you? Fucking gross. He can, he can go at the bottom. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, maybe Manfred... So what you're saying um, is you'd rather fuck a corpse than a rat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. keep going. That, <laughs> that, that, that's that's where we're at. Um Alario, yeah. because she's a bit of a hippie. What? Um Neff, <laughs> like the, yeah, anyway, I'd, I'd way rather root Neff than than Alario. Um Scarbrand Scarbrand would be uh, it'd be a you're fucking experience. dark, bro. You're real dark. <laughs> and Rathy's going at the top. She she'd be a kinky bitch, man. It'd be a good time. We're talking is, about is transformer Rathy. I was just about to say, is she little <laughs> or big Rathy? Yeah. Well, I think it's like a, it, it happens halfway through, and it's like we're we're switching it up now. That would be a surprise and a half, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, Clint, do you even want to answer this question? 
I don't really want to answer this question. <laughs> however, however, because Tubbs did, right? I'll be a good sport and uh, and answer it. So we'll start at the bottom, so we'll work our way to the top. Jesus. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, Thankwell's at the bottom. Yeah. Then we'll have to go Scarbrand at the bottom. I feel he'd be a very angry lover, and I don't know if I could handle that. Um, Straight (laughs) anal, though. What what is he looking at? I'm just trying to right just. <laughs> I forgot what podcast I was on for a moment there, and I thought we might just—I thought we might just talk around the the actual mechanics of everything uh, and just there. answer the question and move on. But no, Tubbs is bottom or power top. What's that? Scarbrand, you reckon he's a power bottom or a power top? Oh, mate, he's a fucking power top, 100%. He's definitely. Sorry, Claude. Yeah, I'm not answering that question. Um, <laughs> so where were we? Thank all at bottom and Scarbrand. I feel like Manfred would have to come next, as much as I love him, like. You know, you know, you were waking up in the bed, so bed would be empty the next morning because he's done the dash. Um, then what, what do we go? We go Marathi, then then Nefera, then Alario. Into the hippie check. I feel she'd crush me the with her thoughts. The chick, I think, is more. To yeah, that, possibly that one. That's so. what I'm thinking of too. <laughs> I don't care if she got a twig arm; she's still fucking like a humanoid and alive. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll I'll put Franco at the bottom. For the aforementioned reasons, he's pretty gross. Uh, there I go, Manfred, Nifarada, um, Scarbrand, Marathi, and Hilarial. So that's a pretty vanilla fucking response there, I reckon. Pretty considerable response. Um, why aren't so Joel Graham asked? So thanks for that, Liam. That was um, that was very interesting. Joel Graham asked, why aren't events six rounds? Events need to be six rounds. More Warhammer, the better. Tubby. Yeah, fuck I'm, yeah. A number this, of reasons, logistical this, reasons. Let's do six that. rounds. I'm, I'm keen to see. I've never played six rounds, so. Mm-hmm. I'll be oh, we will soon. Yeah. Are you coming, yeah. Kenko? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I still need okay. to. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. No, I think six rounds would be cool. I haven't tried it yet. I normally get absolutely just brain farted by the end of day one, and that's three rounds. But if I can do it one day, I'm sure I can do it both days. I think it'll be cool. Clint, how long have you got to answer this question? It's like a million answers to this question. Uh, it all comes down to logistics, doesn't it? Like, uh, I think if I think if the game didn't take two and a half, three hours, I think there would be lots of six-round events. Yeah. But it's just a case of um, people need to travel, uh, tiring. Uh, it only needs to be six rounds once it's a certain size as well. Um, yep. So... Yeah, and and to be perfectly honest, sometimes at the end of round five, I'm done. Like, CanCon once upon a time used to be eight rounds, so uh, used to be. Is that with a Friday gaming as well? Uh, well, it depended on whether the pub- public holiday was the Friday or the Monday, um, but it was three three two. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, people complain about six rounds. I think they'd all die if it was eight. Um. I think six rounds are good when we start having the size of events that we have, um, but I've never had to. I've never been fortunate enough to play in one. So, so what would what would the prerequisite for six rounds be then? If we're talking about size, then get a bit more specific on this. It's how many people? 
64 players or more, I think, uh-huh. to make Definitely. sure you have a decisive winner. So, so once you start, yep. So once you start getting to the hundreds where events are, like even six probably isn't enough. Like that's that's why no. you have, yeah. Yeah, I think you were lucky to have Matt sort of the sole winner of CanCon last year because I think mathematically at that size you could have had three or four undefeated. Is that correct? Ah, uh, I think it was three. Yeah, but yeah. Nick but Cohen had to, to collude and get a draw. So um, you're lucky on that on that sense. So. <laughs> wow, that's one way of putting it. Well, he's the father of lies, so I'm sure he just lied about what happened in that game. Fair enough. <laughs> love you, Nick. Um, yeah, there's, oh, there's a million reasons to this. You know, I'd love to play six rounds at a time, but people get tired. Uh, people have to leave by a certain time. Quite a lot of people like to travel back on the Sunday because they don't have the Monday off. Um, mm. Venue restraints, you know, how long can a venue be open? There's a cost behind it. Uh, also, if you're doing 12-hour days or 14-hour days even, it's a very long time. Um, ideally, everyone would have the Friday and the Monday off before and after a tournament. It's not the case, so you got to you got to cater to your public. Um, I agree, six-round events have their place even bigger, um, but there's a lot of... You know, there's a lot of variables that you don't even control. Like for CanCon, I don't know how long you use the space for a club, but I don't know if you went to them and legitimately said, we need to have three or four days. Um, I don't know if they would offer it to you. So, And then also people's willingness to participate in six games. There's, there seems to be a lot of people that don't really want to do six games. But but yeah, if, if, any, number if, of any number of answers. Yeah. If Notorious went 70 plus, 70, you know, 64 plus next year, yes or no, would you do it? I think we got one more year of five rounds, and then I think after that we have to go to six. Yeah. Um, because from what I've heard, assuming everyone who has approached me and said they're coming will actually come. Wow, um, that's a big assumption. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're I, a year I wouldn't, out. Assume, I, I wouldn't assume anyone who everyone who bought a ticket will turn up. So. <laughs> yeah, well, we only had one person not turn up who brought a ticket, so that was pretty good. But we yeah. were at 48 this year, and I... Again, it's all an assumption, hypothetical, a year out. Um, I think we're looking at about 80 or so, at least this year. And we've yep. still got 12 months to between now and then, so we might get another 20 or so. But I think we've got one more year of doing at least five rounds. And you know, I think beyond that, we might have to transition to a six. But that's like that's questions to be answered in like 2020, 2021, so I'm not too worried about it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Aren't you thinking two years ahead for your tournament? Oh, Jesus Christ, mate. Not, not amateurs. Really. <laughs> amateurs. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, we actually have to, like, arrange dates and so on. We don't have, like, a club that does that all for us, Clint. You know, some of us do it on hard mode and go fully independent. Unlike hey. you, who suckles up to <laughs> some of the Canberra Wargaming Club or whatever they're called. Oh, uh, I think, I think, I think if you were in my shoes, you'd go, ah, I see, I see. Like that, yeah. they're, 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 uh, they can be difficult to deal with. Oh, mate, I've, I've dealt with a number of clubs for club-based events. Some of them have been very good. Some of them have been awful. Um, yep. So there's the pros and cons. They organise yep. the venue, they organise the payment, um, they organise the tables. However, it gives you very limited ability to act independently in a tournament environment. Um, yeah, we're an hour and a half in and we've got two questions to go, so oh, yeah. <laughs> we should yeah. really get a move and, on. And then can we take a break? Yeah. yeah, yep. Sure. Um, what are your dogs called again? Anything about being a... Chini and Weenie. Chini Weenie. Chowe- 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 
Twini is the breed of the dog. Yeah, I think I think Adam just decided to post that up because I said what they were on Twitter like two minutes beforehand. Yeah. Um, we've had them for less than 24 hours, so um, they're little. That's as far as I know at the moment. Cool. And they're uh, currently unsupervised in my house, so it's kind of why I need to take, take a break. A break. Yeah. Let's just right, go. Get to, the, get to the last one. Josh Gibbons, Archon the Black, Manfred and Neferata. Fuck one, marry one, kill one, go tubs. Uh, kill Manfred. Oi! Uh, fuck Nef and marry Arkan. I don't really care what happened with the next two, I just want to kill Manfred, really. He better what? be there at Sydney GTR, but be pissed as fuck. Is Clint still here? I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> You've just taken a while to, to respond? No, I just I was just listening to... To tubs make an enemy, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, look. Uh, marry Manfred. Fuck Neferata. Kill Arkin. Oh, how the mighty have fallen, Clint. I just can't imagine you talking about this on your own podcast. <laughs> I know, and, I'm, and yeah. I don't feel comfortable talking about it on yours. So. <laughs> A, a, a prominent member of the community confirming he he would. I can't remember what you said, but you'd fuck it's, one of them. It's, um, it's okay. You'd, yeah. Nobody listens to you, right? That's that's uh, how it goes. No, no, that's, that's the thing. It. You've only got about four hundred people on this end, as opposed to your. Sorry, yeah, just that, I said that, and I immediately felt bad because it sounded like a wanker. So, um, <laughs> just in case people couldn't tell, that was a joke. Yeah. No, yeah. Mean, um, we're going to throw shade. We've got to be able to take it, so so it's not a big deal, my friend. Um, I would, I would fuck. Oh, not fuck. Sorry, I would kill uh, Manfred, just because he's like a oh, yeah. petty drama queen, and Jesus. you never know what he's going to get up to. It's just too much life admin, man. I want an easy life. Um, I would marry Arkan because that boy is loyal as fuck, eh? Like <laughs> the amount of time. But you'd that... never, you'd never have his heart. He'd, he'd always be in love with Nagash. Like you'd always be his side piece. Even though you were married, oh, that's fine. It's 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 just a marriage, an image. Because really, I'm tapping if I on the side, so you know it's not. It's a bit of a sham marriage, but at least I know <laughs> home and Arkane will be there, unless Nagash come a call and then I'll be fucked. But I could throw that boy under the bus time and time again, and I'd be all right. And then you know Nefarida's girlfriend side piece, I guess. If we're going to answer that question with any amount of thought, like I just said. <laughs> anyway, that's all the questions. <laughs> You explained your choices too much. (laughs) Well, clearly I thought about it, unlike Tubbs, who just rambled hate words at you. Um, (laughs) 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 All right. We are going to have a quick little break now, so um, Clint can go check on his dog things, and I can go to Lou. So we'll be back in your ears in a moment, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. And we are back. Now, we were going to talk about tournament scoring, but I didn't really have many questions, and I think we covered a lot of it off in the listener questions about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so cheers, listeners, for driving the content to the show, because Lord knows we need it. <laughs> uh, so we are going to talk, just briefly, we're just going to dabble on, just dip the tip in about Sydney GT, because all three of us are going to Sydney GT, and as of time of recording, it is just under two weeks away. Yeah, Sunday now is just under two weeks away. Uh, yeah. So this, this summer in two weeks, we'll probably be going into like round five of the tournament. Uh, so we're all going. 
so look out for for myself and Tubbs, and also um, Matt Watkinson from New Zealand's coming over as well. So we'll be around, guys. Come say hi. You know, come have a chat. Or if you want to come give us some feedback, good or bad, come come chat to us. Or don't. That's fine. Not too fast. Um, what do we want to talk about, Sydney GT guys? I want to know what Clint's list is and if Manfred's in there because I'll be so disappointed if it's not. Don't you guys have a grudge or something? Is yeah, we right? do have a grudge. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to know what my list is before list subs so you can write an anti-list? Is this yes. what's happening? Yes. I need every little bit of headway I can get. Absolutely, because we both know that of the two of us, I'm the best player. Um and, and all that nonsense. Clint, like, I know what? you're being sarcastic, I, I but I can't, can't give a straight face. <laughs> I can't give a straight face saying that, even though. So, um, and yeah. lists, are, lists are cut off, and well, lists are due in like the next five, six hours, isn't there, right? Uh, yeah, they're a few hours away for us, um, which I know is the same for you, but obviously time difference, yeah, etc., etc. Yeah, yeah. Um, well. Are we going to talk lists? Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's go. So, Let's kick it. So, so first, you go first. first. I go first <laughs> off. It's two and a half thousand points. Indeed. Five rounds. So just sitting the table there. Two and a half thousand points, match play, five rounds. Using some amount of the rounds, I haven't really paid attention to that because I don't care for the rounds, to be honest. But. It's, it's, it's medal day one and fire day two, I believe. I think it's medal and fire, and I think that's the order. Cool. So, okay, Tubby, you talk about your list, then Clint, and then I can and go from there. Okay, lovely. Um, I'm bringing daughters, uh, mainly because it was the thing I had most painted for what I actually wanted to play at two and a half k, and I was feeling lazy and kind of just wanted to play paint kits, um, and I also haven't played them in ages, so this this would be cool. Uh, so I have Marathi. And she has Mine Razor. Then I have a Hag Queen with the Iron Circlet and Blessing. Then I have another Hag Queen with Catchism. Then I've got a Slaughter Queen on Cauldron. And she is my general playing Hagnar uh, with, sorry, uh, with Martyr Sacrifice. And then I've got my Salicent Prime. So I've been pretty keen to do a bit of conversion with the Prime to fit it into Dock for a while. Um, and this was sort of a good opportunity for me to do that. So for once, there was a little bit of like hobby involved in my reasoning. Uh, so I've sort of made one out of, uh, out of I think it's St. Celestine or something, the 40k character. Mm-hmm. And then some, some swirly shit that's from 40k as well. It's uh, from and, or whatever, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. whatever the Eldar the does. Eldar God. With all the, yeah. swirly, all the swirly stuff. Um, and then sort of chopped it off and stuck a hammer on her and a witch elf head and stuff. And I, I think it looks pretty good. Uh, but my painting is definitely letting it all down. So that's to be expected. Um, then I've got two units of 30 sisters. And they both have bucklers. Uh, two units of 10 witches. And they've both got double knives. Uh, five heart renders, five heart renders. And it all goes in the slaughter troop battalion. So it's like. I don't know what it is, six drops? Six drops, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it should be fun. Really good in the activation wars with lots of sisters. Really defensive uh, with 
a bunch of damage. Um, there's a cool combo with the Prime and Mineraiser as well that I sort of wanted to do for a while. Uh, so it'll let you pop Mineraiser damage on everything but death. So all the demons, Slanesh, all that good stuff will all be taken two damage from my um from my girls so that'll be um that'll be real sweet but yeah the hardest part i think from here is going to be getting it over there because uh, heart renders are fiddly so is marathi so is this prime conversion i've got and sisters with their whips i just see it all getting to aussie getting off the plane and looking at a bucket full of like broken bits of models uh which i'm a little bit nervous about but i think we'll work it out what have you done? Have you, have, have, have you guys traveled hard out with them? Um, because I assume you guys fly a lot in Aussie to go to different tournaments. And you got Generally. Manfred over here in one piece. Mm-hmm. And he went around the world, essentially. Yeah. How did, um, how did you travel with it? I, I got a Crusade case, mm -hmm. a Citadel Crusade case, because it is the right size for carry-on. So that means that you're, you're with the bag the entire time. So yeah. it's not going to get upended or anything like that. You can be quite careful with it. Um, Is it the right size to carry on? Yeah. Oh, I've got one and I just put it in my bag. And no, I, I've well, I had no trouble going through multiple airports on multiple airlines with it. So that's good um, and I believe I got that hot tip from the coach actually because he got one when he went over to the UK a couple of years ago. Um, and so, yeah, you just use as many of the trays in there that you need. And because they're bendy, you can kind of be a bit careful around your stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, def it's, it's definitely a consideration for your list though. Like you've got to go, Hmm, I have to get this all in. Yeah. Uh, but even if you got, even if you got 90% of it in there and some of the less fragile stuff, you just packed in the center. Like, have you got carry on and luggage I yeah do. Yeah, yeah and my so, partner's coming as well so she can just hold on to a bunch of shit as well well so, you've got two carry-ons then essentially carry-ons really yeah yeah so i think so, i think i'll be sweet for it all to go and carry on it's just the fact that it's yeah. all like bitsy as fuck yeah so so i've got a like um when i went to slaughter last year uh you know you've got the army and then we had to bring a couple of pieces of terrain so that my terrain went into my checked luggage so it just yeah. sat in the center of all my clothes and got there in one piece. So, yep. Yeah. All right, Clint. So, please, well, please tell me you got Tubby, Manfred. Tubby. Hey. Yes. I'm excited. What, what are you expecting to do with this list? Do you even know what the battle plans are? No. Star Strike 2019. Duality of Death 2019. Relocation of 2019. Focal Points 2019. Knife to the Heart 2019. Are you, are you looking to go and compete and do well from a competitive standpoint what way are you, are you looking to go to tournament what are you what are um, you trying to get out of it with your list and then holistically as a, a tournament experience uh it's i just sort of want to go meet like the aussie community more than anything uh i think day one I, i'll definitely like be pushing and hopefully have some good hard games and and competing but um depending how big saturday night is sunday might be a lot less competitive than um <laughs> than Saturday, but um, I think the list is definitely strong enough to um, to compete at the at the top level. Although I don't really know how um, how two and a half k points goes, so 
it's really just a guess with some cool stuff I want to play. Um, and, it, and it branches off into 2K games as well. I needed more sisters, so building more sisters was, was sweet. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's pretty competitive. I go there to play games, but I'm more there to, um, to, to chill out and drink beers and meet everyone. And the last question I'll throw at you is, have you played any games with this list prior to submitting it in a 2,500-point game? Uh, no. Yeah, I, so I, I haven't played. <laughs> last time I played 2,500 was, like, the original General's Handbook. about Nikon, like, four years, years ago, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Yep, that's I can actually tell you the 3rd and 4th of June 2017, because I'm just looking at my <laughs> best general trophy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> just going to slide that <laughs> in there. Just casually looking at it. Yeah, well, just turn around. There's the plaque on the wall. Fair uh, enough. Nikon, um, 3rd and 4th, June 2017. Age of Sigma. Best general, round god. Yep. Um, also, the last time you won a first place trophy. Well, that, that meant anything anyway. I've won a couple of small tournaments since then, but by small, I mean like eight people small. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not even worthwhile talking about. But yeah, so it's been over two years since me and Tubby have played um, two and a half K. Yeah, ages. So, your army, why are you bringing it to one, mate? Rightio. So my army was, I, I, I call this, how few models can I bring to Sydney and how much fun will I have with it? Uh, that's the list, basically. That's 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 the name of the list. So nice, I've got I like it. Manfred. Yes, yeah, Manfred, boy. Neferata, Arkin, two Vamp Lords, a Lord Executioner, and a Kenrath. So my the first Vamp Lord is the General. Uh, and he flies around. He's got the trait that gives plus one attack to death rattles uh, stuff um, within. Um, oh, I can't within twelve inches. I think I think that's correct. No, I'm reading off the wrong list. Hang on. Um, sorry, I've got I've submitted two lists to two events recently. <laughs> Uh, so he doesn't have that trait. He has a uh, trait that's reroll charges for um, Morgasts. Morgasts and Death Rattle, I think, within nine of the general or something like that. Reroll charges. It's kind of handy. Uh, you'll find out why. I've got the Lord Execution with the Ethercourt's brooch because obviously with that many characters in the list, there's uh, I need lots of command points. Uh, I've got four, four units of five Direwolves. Uh, then I've got four Morgast Archive with Halberds and two harbingers with swords uh and now i've got the racist swords to round it out 2480 so question to you yeah one of marathi's melee profiles will kill manfred over the uh, course of the game none because because she'll be dead by then anyway I'm so looking forward to this. I had no idea what you were thinking. <laughs> but, <laughs> All I but, wanted was Manfred. <laughs> but but what I love is like in the in the chats, you know, just general discussion because we, you know, on Discord with Hobby or whatever, we're just like, oh yeah, are you taking this seriously? No, nah, I just want to come over, have some drinks, whatever. And then the other day, you're like, oh, this is what I'm painting, and it's like more Doc, Celeste Prime. I'm like, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't I've know. Been, if you know I've, I've been done here. <laughs> it's a stitch up. <laughs> yeah, Tubby done tubbed you. Um, uh, yeah. The the realm of battle command ability as well as the adept or die, which is you get a six up, um, be on no pain save, ward save for a command point. 
Mm. Three ego types, you're gonna have mm. like five up, five up, six up, or whatever. Ah, nice. Nothing's gonna die. Nothing's gonna. Well, Banfred's gonna die. Nothing is going to die. I'd like the Prime would be a pretty good candidate for killing Manfred as well. That would be quite nice. He just one drops and blows. Shot. Yeah, and just just one shot him with his eleven yeah. wounds. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Mm. Doesn't even get a save because it's uh, Yeah, yeah. Don't really like either of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I it, it. My army is. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen drops. Safe Ooh. to say that you get the choice of who's going first. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least it'll be more interactive than um, Sean's list playing. Yeah, was, so, was that played. every Mortark you were taking? Or sorry, correct three main uh, ones. Ev- everyone but Linda. Linda. I don't. I don't own a Linda, um, and literally, I owned. I owned everything in the list except for the last unit of five direwolves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went and bought five more to, to put in this list, and that's all I've had to paint for it. Oh, that's um, well, good job. Yeah, well, I just, well, that's kind of, I didn't, I've got so much other stuff on. I'm like, I don't want to paint a bunch of stuff for Sydney. I don't want to take too many models, like, because I'm conscious of time as well. Like, yeah, for sure. I feel like this, this army is going to, it's going to be quick games. Like, uh-huh. I've got three big characters, a bunch of little characters, four, four units of five dogs, which are nothing, and then some Morgasts, like some flappy stuff. Like, it'll be fun to just push stuff around and, you know. Because I'm playing for fun, Tubbs. I'm like, I thought, fun too. I thought I'd just have a fun, cruisy weekend and just sort of just play some mid-table games and, you know, whatever. But no, it turns well, out that my grudge didn't want to do that. So. Yeah, Tubbs, Tubbs defines fun, as we heard earlier, by yeah. fucking his opponent into <laughs> and taking all their toys off and yeah. not giving them any secondaries. So, yeah. So, classic Tubby. Ha, ha, have I thought about how this list is going to play? No. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just went, um, this, this is what I'm bringing. Feels good. I'm happy with it. This is gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> You're just looking forward just to this one game, and you don't care how the recent tournament goes. I though. just. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Hey. He's just like I just want to game five and game one. Oh dear. <laughs> can't can't believe anyway. I've been stitched up. So, well, I think there's still there's still a couple of hours. There's still a couple of hours. I could submit whatever I want. <laughs> uh, I will talk about my list, I guess. Yeah, um, you've got a grudge, eh? Who are you who are you playing? No, I had a grudge. I had Hayden Walker as the grudge because he grudged me over here when we, right, when he came over for Notorious. Um, but he's got like life or study or gym workouts or something to do. I don't know. And yeah, I think um, I think that's all fake busy. news because he was at an event today. And he's at an event <laughs> next week. <laughs> so, like, I think he just didn't Local want to play it. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't I go think, that far. I'm not that scary. I think um, we put him off when we picked him up in the morning at Notorious. Yeah, when we literally walked to the city yeah. airport. That's yeah. farts. And he wasn't too sure what was happening. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Anywho. Uh, so, I'm taking my Stormcast. Um, I did want to take Corn, but... Again, what Sean was saying before about transporting, because if I was to take corner before Blood Versus, and I don't have, like, a specific travel case. Like, I have the Crusade case, 
which is all right, but the corn blood first is um, the wings. They're just, they give me anxiety if I was to travel with them overseas. So, um, yeah, yeah. For that reason, and I don't have like any summoning pool for a corn army as well. So, why I want to say like somewhat competitive, I'm not too fussed about how I go. Um, but I'm taking my Stormcast, and I'm taking a Showcast list, uh, which is probably no surprise. So, I've got a Lord of Quilla. It's all Vanguard stuff that I'm taking, all but one model. Um, Lord of Quilla is the general. Uh, two Knight Zeros, or possibly a Knight Zephyros. I'm, I'm yet to decide um, between the two. Uh, Knight Venator, um, or possibly not. Then I might just swap the Zephyros for him. I don't know yet. So there's a little plan here, obviously. Uh, Lord Relictor, uh, four times five units of Vanguard Hunters, uh, three times three units of Aether Wings, uh, one unit of three Pelodors, uh, two units of three Long Strikes, and then one unit of six Long Strikes, and then I've got three Battalions. I've got Order Vanguard ones, essentially, the Angelus Conclave, the Auxiliary Chamber, and the Justica Conclave, uh, which makes me a two-drop because of the Relictor. If I take the Relictor out, I'll be a one-drop. Um, I've also got four artifacts, so I need to figure out what artifacts I'm taking because I don't really know at this stage. Um, and more or less what this army does is just it busts shooting to, to shit and it's an Anvil's army so I can shoot twice um, a turn with each unit, assuming I have the command points. So um, the, the filth of it is that the Auxiliary Chamber, uh, the big one, gives plus one attack characteristic to missile weapons used by models in this battalion other than the heroes so what it means is my long strikes all get two attacks each um so and then if i'm shooting twice i'm effectively quadrupling the output of the unit so i get like 48 shots turn or something like that from 12 long strikes and that doesn't require a, a hero or anything being alive they just get it no they just get it yeah. it's just like it's like the old school battalions where like your whole battalion just gets this because of reasons yeah it's like a it's like a storm host or a yeah Excuse me. Let it never off. be said that you're not into fun. Mm. Sorry, completely missed it because it's coughing. I said, let it never be said that you're not into fun. Oh, I'm totally into fun. But like Tubbs, my fun is my fun. Let's <laughs> see across the table and pew pew yeah. someone's whole it's fucking just, army it's, off. It's, a, it's like explaining to people why their models need to be removed, I guess. I don't know. So it's a, the reason I'm taking this army is because. I'll never be able to run this battalion at anything other than 2,500. It's literally impossible. Um, you can run it at 2k with the Hurricane Crossbows, but I don't own enough of them. Um, I'm concerned about time, so I figured a low-drop army, which has, a, like, I guess, a high win or high loss ratio. Um, not ratio. It wins early or it loses early, is what I'd say about it. I've never played with it, so this is all my head. So I imagine in a couple of games I'll probably just like shoot people off in a turn, or maybe two. And then I figure on other games like Fire Slayers or Sunday Shore, like I'd never just come across the table and just fucking destroy me. Maybe not Fire Slayers, but maybe I can't get through Fire Slayers. But yeah, I think I'd never be a massive counter to me. Um, or another gun line. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. If I do well, that's great, but I'm more if I go free until I'll be happy. I'm more there just to see the boys and, and um, catch up with the Australian guys and go for the experience really and ideally I'd like to travel to two Aussie events a year so this will be my second Aussie event this year which will be hitting my target and then we've got Cancun in four or five months yep which isn't too far away but it's like don't get me wrong it's a filthy list if if everything goes my way and someone just pushes their models forward and gets into my ranges 
then I think my army will take another army off in a turn or two. Because if I can do the maximum of 48 shots a turn, that's all hit on twos. Six yeah, more when you're on threes. It's all ren two, two damage. So, um, mathematically, oh. I mean, obviously, obviously this is not going to happen, but mathematically, it's, a, it's just under 100 damage a turn if everything goes right, which it won't, but it's probably realistically 60 damage a turn or so. Um, and then everything else there is just to support it. The Azeros is there for the reroll ones, although the Affy Wings give them reroll ones because of the battalion. Generals just there to teleport them around. The Relict is there to teleport in the hero phase. The Hunters are there because they're battle line. The Paladors are there because they have to be, but they're also pretty good late scoring. Um, and I have to paint quite a lot of this army, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it, I have to paint. <laughs> I've got all the models, um, all but one. I've got, I'm waiting for an Azeros from Lee. But other than that, I have to paint pretty much all of it. So my army's always going to look real shit at Sydney, and I'm not going to get a lot of pain points because I will just ignore my army and play World of Warcraft like I have been for the last six weeks, or, <laughs> or I'll get onto it and I'll start painting it. I've got to build it, actually. I've got 10 bangers. Oh, Jesus um, Christ. I'm looking you've at got, the you got two now. weeks, man. <laughs> I've got less than two weeks, so... Are you yeah. in the position where you can take stuff to work and build in your lunch break? I could, but then I would just be questioned throughout the whole day as to... Ah, uh, right. My work Are you... Like, some Are of my you... work colleagues know that I'm into Warhammer, but not to the extent. Right. right, okay. Like, for example, when I went to CanCon this year, you know, I, my flight was, like, delayed, so I got back at, like, one thirty in the morning, and then went to work, like, five hours later, and just thought, like, shit. And my colleagues were like, oh, you look really tired, you should have been refreshed, because you just had, like, seven days off, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, you don't even know. You have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> But I didn't want to go into detail about it. So yeah, I'm not um, I'm not loud and proud, I guess you could say. But I'm like if people talk to me about it, I'll talk to them. But um, uh, okay, fair enough. There's not a lot of sort of nerd culture people at work, so I'll just get bombarded with questions, which is fine. But I'm I'm I don't know. I've got a funny attitude when I'm at work. When I'm at work, I'm there at work. I'm not there to sort of talk about my hobby life outside of it. Um, yeah, I could, but I probably won't. I'll just paint. After this, and then I will paint during the week, which is fine. I painted a 2k corn army in like 10 days, so I'm sure I can do this. What color are your Stormcast? Uh, silver. Oh, it's, yeah. That's um, piss easy. Hallowed Knights. Hallowed Knights. The, the, the best Storm host. Yep. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love the Hallowed Knights. I like their rules as well, but um, yeah, that's me. I, I would normally frame Lead Boucher, but Tubby got me this um, Vallejo acrylic metal color, which is like. So good. <laughs> so I might have to brush on the paint. I don't know. I was thinking about spraying the hunters, um, one of my contrast sprays, and then doing the fur all contrast, and then just painting over there. But then it's like a, I think I've only got Wraithbone on me, mm, and I'd rather not that's start too at bright. All. It is, yeah. it's way too bright. So I'm yeah. wondering if I, I can do like a dark undershade and then spray over lightly. Yeah, I I, I I painted the um the this batch of wolves uh-huh. uh, with contrast uh-huh. because all the, all my other stuff is done like old school techniques. And I'm like, cause I've got the Gracie spray. I'm like, I wonder if I could just like Gracie of these and just use the contrast paints I have uh-huh. to get a very similar effect, but in half the time and lo and behold I did. So that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. Contrast has its place. Maybe not for silver Stormcast. No, metallic <laughs> is bullshit. Well, um, I, I mean, I use contrast in my corn army, which is fine, because there's a lot of flesh. 
that yeah. I just did a sort of classic corn colours. Um, that was super easy. However, for my Stormcast, um, no, I don't want it to be a contrast army. And some of the Stormcast models I'm using, I took to CanCon last year, which I put in like a decent effort to get them sort mm. of above what I'd normally paint. I wouldn't call it like, I'd call it more in the category of like a tabletop plus. Like it's not a great quality because I'm not a great painter. But for me, it's like definitely a lot better than the rest of my army. So mm-hmm. I'd like to maintain that consistency. But like a fuckwit, I've left it to the last two weeks and I haven't started. So uh, at least um, you acknowledge that you're a <laughs> So yeah, I don't really want to tarnish what I could possibly expand on with some contrast stuff. I'm not saying it's bad, just saying I don't want the, the army to look shit. too. Yeah, 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 exactly, bro, exactly. Like, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe I'll just start doing that thing where you post pictures on Twitter every day and feel like you're held accountable by the internet to to progress your painting. Man, that would be so useful. I totally, <laughs> I totally fucking get anxious and have to paint something every day. Well, do why don't you do it? I, I, maybe I, will. I actually, I will. That's what I, I do with my corner. Sydney. I, yeah. was po- I was posting stuff quite regularly with my corn army. Um, I don't know why, but I guess, yeah, that seemed to work. Um, just having, like, a visual cue as to how you're tracking um, yeah. on an almost daily basis was quite handy. But all you need is, like, a good Saturday or Sunday where you can sit down for eight hours a day or something like that and smash it out. Jesus. Um, I'll fall asleep. Yeah, so would I. Really? It, it, I have. Oh, oh yeah. No way. I can't sit still that long. That's that's too much. You've met me. You know I can sit still that long. <laughs> Good flight five minute. <laughs> podcast is a lot. Uh, you don't get to my size without being able to sit for long periods of time. Oh, God, did, sorry. Did guys, I... I keep muting myself. <laughs> oh, okay, I was going to say, it wasn't an awkward make everyone silence, uncomfortable no. with my fat joke? What was that? No, um, no. <laughs> as someone who identifies as a fat white male, Clint, yeah. um, I feel the feels. Um, no, sorry, just my voice is really going, so I've just been coughing a whole lot and trying to mute okay. myself as I do it. Um, in that instance, is there anything else that you guys want to add to, to Sydney, to what we talked about? We might just look to start wrapping it up then. Um, no, I'm looking forward to catching up with everyone, you two and uh, and Maddie and um, a bunch of Sydney, Sydney folks. That'll be good. You, um, what's Maddie playing, do you know? He was talking about a Zinch. I don't, Zinch, I, don't I think. Yeah, right. Because he doesn't want to have to paint anything. Because he's painting his Gloom Spite, which isn't ready. Yeah. And he doesn't want to travel with his Iron Jaws, I don't think. Yeah. You'll, you'll say hello to Maddie too. Maddie's the most polite one out of all of us. So, probably the most approachable. He's a legend. <laughs> he's a legend. I'm so happy he's coming over. Yeah. No, he's, um, he's very much looking forward to it. He's, he's definitely is looking forward to it. Um, yeah, just come say hi, guys, if you're listening and you care to. And if you're at Sydney GT, it's always nice to meet people and just talk Warhammer and talk shit. Um, yeah, we can go from there. Um, anything else to add? I think so. Oh, what are you doing, Clint? What, when do you get up to Sydney? Um, I don't get in until Friday night because I don't okay. get the Friday off because somebody decided to go to the UK and use up all his leave. Uh, yeah, um, it feels bad. So, so I don't get a long weekend. Normally, I would take the Friday and the and the Monday off, but unfortunately, I am finishing work, driving to Brisbane, getting on a plane, playing the event, getting on a plane, driving back, uh, flying back, and then uh, and going back to work on the Monday. So, 
you know, I'm going to be Fun knackered. Stuff. Yeah. Things we do for Mangrove, eh? Mangrove. Uh, yeah. Mangrove. Are, we just, are we just bodging some more names? Yeah, yeah. I was just <laughs> coach. <laughs> um, what did you uh, call Mang- Mangrove? Mangro, like Mango with an R. Right. So not his name. No. We'll appreciate that. <laughs> Um, who are you staying with? Do you know where you're staying? Uh, I like, believe I'm... I give out your address, but just... Uh, I'm staying in Suite 3. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I... Well, I paid Gemma from the fail charge for some accommodation, so I'm assuming that I will get to stay somewhere in exchange for that money. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, as far as I understand, I'm staying with the fail charge folks, uh, which Mick and Gemma. Yeah. And uh, I think there's a couple of others. Uh, so Gemma and I are flying down because we suck and couldn't get the Friday off. But I believe Mo- Mick is driving down with someone. Oh, sweet. Like, I'm so I meet those guys too. I, I don't. I don't think I'll have to put my my uh, army on the on the plane, oh, which will be good. handy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I um. I think Tubbs is there from the first day. Is that right, Tubbs? Yeah, we get it on th- like early Thursday. Yeah. Oh, yeah so like you get to do some touristy stuff. Yeah, I've never been to Sydney before, so I'm keen to have a bit of a, a bit of a squizzy round. Yeah. So if you want to hang out with Tubbs and Maddie, hit them up. They're there from Thursday onwards. Let them know. I get in Friday morning. Uh, we're staying with we're staying somewhere in Greater Western Greater Western Sydney. Is that right? In the is in the blue, in Greater Western in Sydney, the blue tangle capital of Sydney. Well, if it Randy wasn't, Nelson. it will be once Randy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so, gonna ruin my Sunday. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Sam was kind enough to get us a place, um, and we just jumped in with him, which is cool. So it's Morgan and Randy. Um, yeah, top size on Thursday, fly on Friday, then we're out Monday morning again. Um, so keen for a social or a get together on the Friday night and Saturday night, assuming that we're still alive at that point. Fuck yeah, we will be. Awesome. Um, any parting words, lads? Just coming on, Clint. It's been fucking good to catch up and and have a yarn it's more of a yarn cast than a than a than a podcast this one yeah it's good fairly relaxed yeah consummate yeah. professionals that you two are <laughs> we've discussed this we're not that's the joke calm down you um you know thanks for coming on carrying the show clint it was good to have you on mate it's good to catch up and more or less it's just us talking shit with some questions mm-hmm. and and getting it out there, prig it out in the next couple of days. Um, yeah, no, that's that's great. Thanks, listeners. We'll be back in your ears. I'm going to try to do some... I brought a new microphone the other day, so I'm going to take it to Sydney and try to do some recording while we're in Sydney so we can sort of have a, uh, a recap of what goes on in Sydney sort of before and after uh, with some of the lads we're staying with. So hopefully we can get that out there and that'll be quite cool. Um, give you a bit of a travelling perspective of it as well and see how we go. All right, listeners, thank you very much for listening. Tubby, Clint, thanks for coming on. Cheers, Yeah. I've seen a lot of shit I shouldn't have, but never forgot it, though. Brothers on the corner selling crack like it was not a though. Walk inside my kitchen, baking soda all up on the floor. Cody's banging on the dough while gripping the 44. I was just a youngin', but this type of shit i seen before. Y'all see a white boy, but my daddy a Negro. Half-breed motherfucker grip the mic and he flow. I just want to spread love. They want me to bleed slow. I just want to keep the peace and help people. Give some of this money that I'm making to the people. So if you hating on 
homie, goddamn you evil And just don't understand, cause I'm flyer than Knievel Been through a lot of shit, but I keep it on the deep low Never busting in them streets, but I keep it jeep though I ain't in the fairy tales, I'm just me, ho Only thing I talk about is everything that we know I heard you got a fucking problem, bitch, I bet I beast Ain't no need of reach I don't need a piece, I just kill them with kindness Yeah, we leave them deceased And tell it like it is, and now you gotta compete Let me bring it back down They think it's a game right now But it ain't the same right now Know my name right now Back where I came from now We gon' live it up Till we bring it back down They think it's a game right now But it ain't the same right now Know my name right now Back where I came from now We gon' live it up Till we bring it back down I hope you live a long life hating And watch every Grammy just to see who they nominating uh, So successful they probably say I signed with Satan But I got God on my side, always down to ride Don't get it twisted, I ain't perfect in the least I'm still all up in your girl jeans like a crease, like a crease. Matter of fact, like a geneticist These rappers' records coming out, they so repetitive Shout out my homie Chance, piece of Skizzy Mars Rat Pack, homie Castro be dropping bars it's all love, man, this shit is ours They never thought I'd make it shooting for the stars Yeah, I'm a born sinner, but it's a cold world Shout out my homies that know me, can't forget my old girl But that's a touchy subject like a priest, woke. I heard y'all finally eating over there, we got a feast though Keep it rap pack, till the beat go You might not get the flow now, let it seep though Fans know my lyrics deeper than the sea flow But we dumb it down so they spin it on the radio Racism all up in them, that shit is irrelevant My flow is colorblind, rapping for the hell of it I don't give a fuck, my mind stays celibate Run quick, tell a bitch, rap getting me hella rich At the blue like elephants, my flow is so elegant Death before the sign, I'm murdering rappers in front of their mamas I rap by tonics, decipher the word cause it's a bonics Reverse the letters and it spells Sinatra Yes, I got your bitches loud Think it's a game right now, yeah. but it ain't the same right now. Know my name right now. Yeah. Back where I came from now. We gon' live it up till we bring it back down. They think it's a game right now, but it ain't the same right now. Know my name right now. Back where I came from now. We gon' live it up till we bring it back down. Yeah.